Your use of language has altered since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall we say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbbutt on you, and so forth. Oh, you mean the profanity? Yes. Well, that's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays attention unless you swear and listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Thunder Road 3 now online. How can I help you travel through movie space-time today? Course entered. Star Trek 4. The Voyage Home. 1986. Is this correct? Course set. Rewinding in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz. Uh, I should say the former pod. And I'm joined by your favorite XO and mine, Paul, the PaulJPowers.com Powers. Captain, there be whales here. And yes. I don't mean our guest host. Wow. Our listeners. So... Hope I didn't well, offend anybody on there. Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah, that's great, Paul. <laughs> uh, also, for this discussion of the film, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, we welcome aboard for the first time the worship leader at her church and host of the Nerds and Jesus podcast, Mary Howell. Hey, Mary. Hey. So glad, to be here. glad to have you here. Yeah. And in addition to Mary, we are glad to have back aboard Escape Pod Systems shipman, Jacob Heron. Hey, Jacob. Live long and prosper, guys. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Finally, we're glad to have back aboard on his 10th time sailing with us, Woo. Drew Dodgen. And Drew, since this is your 10th time, we are promote, you are being promoted to communications officer. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's good because I'm looking for the nuclear waffles. I think oh, they're in Alameda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, over in Alameda. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which yeah, apparently is just right down the street here in Texas. That's why they couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. And now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick over- overview of the production specs for Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home? All right. Uh, let's check my notes here. All right. The Long Voyage Home was released October 8th, 1940. Uh, and it was Paul, rated Paul, approved. Paul, yes. Paul. Yes. The Voyage, Long Voyage Star Home. Tre- is there Star Trek 4 in that title at all? No, it's The Voyage okay, Home. Then that's not. Long Voyage Home. It's a class. <laughs> what? This, we're not reviewing the classic by John Ford starring John Wayne? Paul, you know what? What do you think? Do you think we're covering that? Yes. <laughs> no, we're not. Go back. What, what are we watch watching? Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Oh. That could have been brought to my attention yesterday. That being said, if there is a John Wayne movie where he has to save the whales, I'd be interested in watching that. Oh, absolutely. That. It's yeah. John Ford, I think he said. But Well, no, it's, it's directed John by Wayne John too. Ford yeah, starring John, John Wayne. Oh, okay. All the Johns. Anyway. All right. Star Trek IV colon The Voyage <laughs> Home. That's what you should have told me. Then there would be no mix-up. Yeah, what was I thinking? Anyways, that was released uh, November 21st in 1986. It runs an hour and 59 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Leonard Nimoy and also written by him along with Harvey Barnett or Harv Bennett. 
however you pronounce Harv's Bennett? name. Bennett. Bennett too, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he has a E at the end of his first name. I don't even know how to pr- pronounce his first name, let alone his last name. Let's see. Let's move on with uh, the lead stars being William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, and the original Star Trek bunch with the music being composed by Leonard Rosemond. You ready I think for it's the- Rosenmann. But Rosenmann. Rosenmann. Sorry, yeah. you're right. Rosenmann. It's like Saruman, but it's Rosen. not a Digimon. That's, it sounds like a Digimon. Yeah. Hey, how did this? How, how much was it, did this movie cost to make, Paul? Oh, you ready for the box office trivia? Yes, let's go for it. Okay, the box office trivia. Let's see. Star Trek IV colon The Voyage Home was made for about $26 million and earned over $133 million in the box office. So given this fact, how high in the office, sorry, in the box office, not in your local office at home or the post office, (laughs) but in the box office in 1986, how high do you think it ranks among the other movies released theatrically? All right. So we're going to go go for the top 50. Top 50. Um, and anyone live in chat, you're welcome to join in in the guesses. Bobo coming in hot with 42. But uh, Mary, what is your guess for where this ranks in the top 50 movies of 1986? Oh, I don't know. Um, Shot in the dark. It's okay. I have no idea. I want to I want to just like go with somewhere in the middle. So probably like 28. 28. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Jacob, what's your guess? I'm going to go with a Ah, solid 23. 23. Drew, are you going to price is right? Your co-host? I am actually going to highball this and go with uh, the number on the case. Four. Really? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And then, like I said, Bobo and chat guesses 42. A Rushmore show. Hello. Guesses 33. Kenneth then guesses 15. Uh, Bobo would say eight. But, yeah, you have to go with your gimmick, uh, Bobo. Um, I am going to... Be a little less generous and say 32, which is four times eight for what that's worth. Uh, Paul, where did this actually end up? All right. According to the hyphen numbers dot com, Star Trek IV colon the voyage home came in at number five. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So most of us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. well, good job. Star Trek four number five. Well done. Well done. Um, thank you. And thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice is located our target film. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. When they decided to go home, judging by the pollution content of the atmosphere, I believe we have arrived at the latter half of the 20th century. Everybody remember where we parked. They had no idea how far they'd go. Many of their customs will doubtless take us by surprise. What does it mean, exact change? You're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. I love it when these movies are playing at theaters everywhere, except they're not playing there anymore. How do no, I they see them now. now? I believe I the narrator. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should all believe them. And we probably remember believing narrators. And I'm curious if are any memories from the past came into our memory mind meld synopsis of the present. So here it is for Star Trek Four, Or IV colon the voyage home like Paul likes to say. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not me. That's the title. I didn't come up with that. A space burrito tells Earth it will be destroyed if they don't have whales. Starfleet sends Kirk and crew back in time in a Klingon bird of prey they stole in the last movie from Klingon Doc Brown in order to get humpback whales from the mom of Seventh Heaven. But then it's punk rock versus Spock on a bus. Uhura and, che- Uhura and Chekhov find the nuclear vessel they can use to recharge the warp core to get back home. Hello, computer. The Enterprise crew survives the A's and gets the whales to the future of San Francisco, making the space burrito go away. I, I mean, there are certainly elements of that that were right on, but some of it was... <laughs> Deceptive, because I don't think Starfleet actually sent them. They sort of yep. went of their own accord. Pretty much. But, yep. Nope. But based on those memories, as flawed as they were, uh, what reign did they lead you to predict? So not your final reign of Star Trek IV, but the one you predicted before you rewatched it or watched it for the first time. Uh, did you uh, predict classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with uh, Mary. What was your prediction? I was just guessing classic. Classic, I, okay. Yes. And had you seen Star Trek Four before? No. Right? So I'm okay. coming in with a brand new just perspective, oh, okay. awesome. watching it for the first time. So Very I may have just cool. watched this it be today. So I'm fresh. Oh, okay. My mind is Sweet. like I'm in. I'm in it. Oh, so, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I, do have you seen any other Star Trek films, or was this was this your first Star Trek Probably, experience? Well, no. I I've been I've watched some of the series, but not mm-hmm. but more of the more recent ones than I have. Oh, okay. Um. Like this, this series and this film. This so, okay, yeah. awesome. Uh, Jacob, what was your prediction? Classic, classic. classic. And had- this is the movie that I've watched over and over again in my youth. So, oh, yeah, wow. okay, cool. Drew, how about you? I'm sure you've seen this movie before, being the oh, Trekkie many, 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 many times. Okay, uh, uh, I actually am going to rate, uh, predict this will be a nostalgic, nostalgic. All right, Paul, how about you? Um, I enjoyed watching this as a kid, but I thought at, I've seen it a few times as an adult thinking it wasn't as good as I thought it was as a kid, kind of mm-hmm. pokey in parts. So mm-hmm. I but I predicted uh, nostalgic as well. Nostalgic as well. Uh, let's see. Kenneth and chat predicted tragic. Uh Oh, and then uh, I actually sort of felt the same way as you, Paul, uh, and went with a nostalgic prediction, too. It'll be interesting to see if any of those predictions come true. But first, before I get to any final reigns let's get into the things we liked most about uh star trek 4 the voyage home and so travis boot up our like section best bits okay and let's start with our guest so uh mary how about you start us off what was one thing you liked about star trek iv colon the voyage home (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I am just, I love time travel. Anything that has to do with anything with time travel and just be, for me being a huge Doctor Who fan from being all the things in between with time travel. So I'm coming into this and I was like, they're time traveling. Yes. And, uh, to the eighties. So even better. Um, yeah. So that was definitely one of the things that absolutely like really liked about this. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I have something to say about that, but I do want to comment that, yeah, I typically, if there's time travel in a movie, I am on board already. Like, that's a that's a great in for me. So I, I, I'm right with you there. Uh, Assuming Jacob, it's done well. Yeah, exactly. No, even when it's done horribly, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jacob, uh, was the time travel an element you liked, or was there something else that you enjoyed about this film? I, I enjoy the time travel because there again, I've always been a huge fan of Back to the Future. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's one of, it's my bread and butter when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the time travel aspect of this movie is so well done. Uh, it, it's be like if you try to break it down continuity wise, be like, are they changing the space time continuum? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just all done for fun. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy this uh, aspect of the film. Okay, very cool. Uh, Drew, is it the same for you? You like the time travel? I do like the time travel, but that's not my luck. Okay. Well, what? Is, well, before we get to your like, then please, guys, help me understand. Oh, how does time travel work in this? They go around the sun, and that gets them in the past. That was definitely they, okay. Okay, hang on. Let me answer. There is a scientific I know the explanation lore. for it. Okay, and I'll I let Drew, 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 Drew go ahead. Yeah, so here's talk. So here's the thing. Warp factor ten basically means anywhere and everywhere at the same time. Hmm. So oh, okay. they're accelerating. Uh, you hear at the beginning where they're accelerating past uh-huh. warp eight, warp nine, nine point two, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, they're them accelerating plus the gravity well going around the sun is mm-hmm. accelerates them just up enough to just barely touch warp ten, and somehow the braking thrusters firing at exactly right time somehow stops them right at right where they're supposed to go. Okay. Right. Here, okay. Here's, I, here's a little more scientific explanation I'm going to infuse into that. Ooh, Building okay. off of what Drew said, he's absolutely right. You, have, you heard the theory that the faster you go, the more time slows down. Yes. I think. It's based so? on... It's yeah. like the flash. Right. Yeah, when, yeah. And oh, once, okay. you hit, once you go faster, the speed of light right. goes backwards. Right. Yeah. So once you hit the threat, I mean, you can only go so far, and then they say... and. When you get to warp 10, as Drew was saying, you, you basically stand still. So they use the gravitation at going. I'm sorry. Let me back up a second. <laughs> While going at warp 10, uh-huh. they use the gravitation of the sun to pull them even faster than warp 10 and oh. whip them around. And that pushed them through that barrier so that they were actually going in reverse. But, okay. Because yeah. they went yeah. so uh-huh. fast. Not only did it stop, but it went reverse okay if that makes sense i guess and they I'm got sure really you... lucky that they didn't turn into lizards like in that one episode of voyager <laughs> <laughs> yes. i'm just that. not sure how they time it to end up in the 80s but okay that's no spock did the calculations <laughs> oh yeah of course the calculations yeah. yes okay okay that's fair thank you guys for explaining that because i was i was really confused so i appreciate that explanation sorry it's nerd stuff <laughs> or <laughs> geek stuff it, depending it, on who it's you the ask. superman time travel method yeah so yeah. true Drew, what was your like? It wasn't the time travel so much. What what did you enjoy about this? So this one hit me this time, I think, more than it has any other time I've watched this movie. And Ouch. that conversation between Sarek and Spock at the oh, very yes. end. Oh, okay. Maybe I think it hit me mm. maybe because I'm getting older. Exactly. Maybe because I'm watching. I, I just got done watching Strange New World season two. And, it's, oh, and so Spock good. is so much more of a... It's yes. kind of been going over his relationship with his past and his family. Do, does yeah. Leonard Nimoy voice him in the No, it's Ethan series? Peck. Ethan Peck. Uh, why Ethan didn't get Leonard Nimoy? Because uh, Leonard Nimoy, unfortunately, has passed. But AI That's voice. a technicality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, blasphemy! <laughs> no, Ethan Peck is doing a great he's, job. He's really Ethan great. Ethan Peck actually does an okay, amazing cool. job. But, is that um, the guy who did him in the 2009? Uh, no. He, did, was, he was in Discovery though. also. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, Discovery hired him. That's yeah. Some of the good things that came out of they Discovery. They discovered him, I would say. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, so, no, but Spock watching, and watching, Sarek, okay. yeah, watching, listening to that conversation, knowing how estranged their relationship is in the lore and hearing them yeah. having this 
this conversation. Granted, every other time I've watched this, it's like, okay, yeah, they're they're not on good terms, and this is, you know, and they're talking about this time. It's like, oh, you can almost see the 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 emotion. Yeah, even though it's even though they're Vulcans, they don't technically right. have emotions. Actually, uh, they do, but they're restrained. Mm-hmm. But you can just the act. Both um, Mark Leonard and Leonard Nimoy are doing such a good job mm-hmm. sh- showing that tension while still n- n- uh, being very restrained and very stoic yeah. and very I guess- and not showing emotions in a way that is just if oh I I was crying not really Aww. crying but I was choked up. At, I at, guess as that I'm, scene was going on. I'm missing something. Are they like related? Are they lovers? Father, they are what, son. father and son. Father and son. Wait, Sarah. Oh, whoa. Sarah. Oh, I'm yeah, getting Sarah. confused with the girl Vulcan. No, that's no. Havoc. Yeah. Why do they have to have such similar names? I don't know who's who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Huh? And, like, and this, they do have a relationship. This makes so much more <laughs> sense. Do. Everything you just said, I, I mean, time travel back, I zip past theories. the sun. Now it makes so much more sense. Okay, <laughs> I mean, some you. fan theories do state that she technically has Spock's kid at the end of that, but one of the producers right. even oh, said that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hired yeah. hand said it. <laughs> well, I will, uh, but okay. to what Drew was so saying, it's great. Sarek and, and, yes, okay. Sarek and Spock. That makes so much more <laughs> sense. It's great that they got Mark Leonard to return his role to his role mm-hmm. from the original series as well. Okay, well, and cool. uh, Amanda is from is the same actress from the original that, series too. That's right. Yeah. Now, who is that? Uh, that was his mother there. That was talking to him. Oh, oh okay, cool. I thought that was Winona Ryder. That's Jane Wyatt that, in this version. Winona Ryder is is the Kelvin universe. You're in the wrong yeah. universe. No, she's in the Stranger Things universe. Okay, I'm going to be done. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's go back. In the upside down world. Wobbly, yes. timey, wimey, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on to Mary once more. What's something else you liked about uh, this film? Um, I really liked more of so just the reaction to obviously like, I mean, it, it kind of ties into the time travel thing, but the reaction to everything down on earth. I think it's, it's always so funny to see just, um, even just Spock not understanding social cues as far as like cussing and all that kind of things to, yes, yes. Um, you know, just they're asking basically the police officer of like where the nu- nuclear you know, vessels are, you know, like yes. where are they? I'm like, no. Yes, the Russian so, is at during the Cold War yes. is asking where the nuclear <laughs> vessels are. <laughs> exactly. Great. What's, what's the problem? No, <laughs> Mary, yeah. that's one, that was one of my likes too. I love the whole scene, the crew in different ways as fish out of water. Yeah. Like I, I particularly loved the Scotty talking to the mouse as if it's a microphone. Oh Hello, yes. computer. Hello, computer. <laughs> exactly. I got a funny story involving that, but we'll, we'll save that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Them okay. experiencing all the, the profanity and whatnot. I thought that was funny. And yeah, like, like uh, my view had said, the nuclear vessels that uh, check off. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that as I enjoyed that as well. Um, Paul, what's something you liked about this film? Um, this was going to be my classic maker, but I'm going to bring it a step down oh, okay. and say that the cast, um, Ooh, just to okay. see the, you know, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, George Takei, Walter Koenig, Nichelle Nichols, all these people back in these classic roles as these classic mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. is just so fun to see them in their element. Yeah. It was going to be my classic maker, but then I remember movies like Star Trek V and such. So <laughs> that's like they're in the same characters, but oh, not like- in the in. It wouldn't Not make as sense in for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. I see, I see. Okay. So there are things that separate it, but these actors in these roles are are great to watch for me. Awesome. 
Uh, Jacob, what's something else you liked? Mine would be this movie is comedy gold, but not over the top comedy. This mm-hmm. this is utilizing the actors, utilizing the characters of who they are, what they are in Star Trek, and putting them Trek. into Trek. I'm sorry, Trek. Also, putting, also, you said gold instead of I think you meant bronze, maybe. No, gold. Comedy bronze. I thought you no. were going to say trash, but okay. <laughs> Good. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wowsy wowzers. This is going to be interesting tonight, aren't it? Isn't it? Hey. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love the comedy in this movie. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. You, you have these, these characters. You have a lot of the cast who normally don't get to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you put them in situations where comedy kind of just naturally flows like yeah. with uh mm-hmm. spock could be like spock understand like uh mary said like not understanding the culture mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. and i just find it just very funny it's very humorous where you don't get that in most star trek trek films mm-hmm. you're welcome drew <laughs> thank you also I, I gotta get you back in that habit before we start reviewing lower decks again that is true <laughs> trek, trek, and, trek, and francisco trek. you said you yes. enjoyed um, the fish out of water aspect. Was that yes. a whale pun? It, it wasn't. I wish okay. I was that clever. But going no. back to the humor, well, okay. I was that clever, but we haven't got to mine yet. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Take it away, Drew. What's something yeah, you the, liked? The, and then we'll get to our classic makers. Mine is the fish out of water. And yes, that uh, is a whale uh, pun. Uh, <laughs> the whale of a pun. Uh, oh. <laughs> there be whales here. But uh, everything from the... Uh, the nuclear vessels to uh, computer, computer. Ah, hello, computer. Just yes. use the keyboard. <laughs> keyboard. How, how quaint! <laughs> <laughs> and to one of my favorite scenes in the whole stinking movie, that punk rocker on the bus playing yeah. that music as loud as he possibly that was can, so funny. and Spock freaking over. I went to the wrong verse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized that that sounds very similar to a song in my. Currently, it's still my favorite movie. It could get knocked off maybe by this movie. Who knows? We'll see later. But um, <clears throat> Scott Pilgrim versus the world, where they're mm-hmm. going up against Crash and the Boys. And it's yeah. like. Yeah. Well, all right. This next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called We Hate You. Please die. <laughs> Well, the funny thing about that song, I Hate You, is it was written for this movie mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. because Kirk Thatcher, the guy playing the, the punk, punk. Yeah. who in- intentionally played the punk so they would actually look, the guy would actually look like a punk because mm-hmm, he actually mm-hmm. did, he didn't like the music Leonard Nimoy was going to pick because Leonard Nimoy doesn't know punk rock music. So he said, let me write one for you. And he wrote this. The band yeah. uh, Edge of Etiquette lasted for a day and a half in production. Long enough to make <laughs> this song. Yep. No joke. <laughs> and that's and how then you do it. Kirk Thatcher, since he's associate producer and actually worked for ILM and does a lot of things, he's actually the guy in charge of the Muppets right now. Nice. Oh, so that punk guy is in charge of the Muppets. Exactly. Yeah. It's the wow. new theme song for the Muppets. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, kind of fun. Imagine Dr. Teeth singing oh, that. My. Oh, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be pretty epic, actually. Uh, but right. he, he actually returned as that character in Picard season two in oh, the cool. year 2024 with that song, but it was but it slightly changed lyrics saying, I still hate you. Okay. Yeah. I think I think and, oh and pause because uh, I think someone in the memories uh, may bring that up later. So let's not give it away. All right. Calm let's down. let's let's center I'm ourselves. Out. This is let's my franchise. Our Vulcan <laughs> logic spoilers too. to continue spoilers. to the things we loved most, which I guess are, goes against Vulcan logic. But yeah, the things we loved most about Star Trek Four, Star Trek Four, oh. the Voyage Home, and I'm going to start with uh, Paul this time. Actually, what? Yeah, no crazy. Um, so I'm gonna have to mostly agree with Jacob and say the humor. Uh, I just enjoyed this. Uh, Really? Yes. Okay. Now, is it the best humor in the world? No. Is it a bronze? I would give some, if someone said that, I would think, yeah, but I thoroughly, I can get on board with that. It's, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's fresh air compared to some of these heavier Star Trek Mm. uh, themes that they explore. So Mm. it's nice. Okay. So, so the humor, pretty much the 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 freshness to it compared yeah. to other Star Treks. Okay, that's totally fair. Uh, let's go to Mary next. What's the thing you loved most about Star Trek Four? Um, well, I wrote down I loved the whole medical scenes with McCoy's reaction yes. to like medieval practices yes. in the eighties. What is this Dark Ages? <laughs> and oh, talk about I the humor again. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's it's. I think it's those subtle like that yeah. humor part of it where. It's just it's just funny. And, and you yeah. know, even the moment whenever he had to essentially, you know, realizes that woman's like dying of like has dialysis. He's like, yes. just, let me just give me yes. this pill. You, you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. But the fact, that, the fact that he's just so shocked of just how like the practices are just not up to par of what yeah, he's used well, to. He's so it was really funny. I, I love that was probably one of the scenes that I absolutely loved of this yes. film. And, but they yeah, have the humor. I, I reiterate that definitely throughout it. It's it's tasteful and not like overdone. Yeah. Um, I will say, I'll wait to hold on. Did I write this down later? No, I did. Okay. So I'll just put it here now since we're on that topic. I loved 90% of that whole, uh, that whole, uh, scene. I mean, it was multiple scenes, but the, the, the part where they're in the hospital, I just thought it was so, Hokey, and this is why it's not gold comedy, it's bronze comedy. So hokey, the whole, like, what I want to call the scooby Dooification of them, like, running away from the series, guys. Especially with the music on it. I'm like, it has similar vibes. Happening? I can see that, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it seemed a little too tongue-in-cheek or a little too um, silly. So it's that's hard. There may be some more on that later. Okay, all right. But everything else, like, your all the things you mentioned, Mary, absolutely. Those were very fun. And could see why that'd be your classic maker. Uh, let's go to uh, Drew next. What's your classmaker, Drew? I like this. Is going to sound like it should be a negative, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's the fact that this really does feel like two separate movies. That mm-hmm. one is on the bookends, and then you got the one in the middle. They're, they're both connected, but it, I just love that point. As a uh, the minute we hit uh, San Francisco, and you got those two. Uh, he goes from being the super serious. We've got to find this these uh, whales. these whales in order to save the future, mm-hmm. and we get to Golden Gate Park, and we get a guy just complaining about a toaster as he pu- pu- throws the trash in there, <laughs> and you got that quick transition to say, okay, work to the funny part, 
and then you get to the end and you get this they're going through you know uh, heading towards the sun trying to tram travel back mm-hmm. and they get back says did we arrive <laughs> yep we're back <laughs> Oh, and I just love how that's like, because you forget for like yes. the, after that hour that, oh, yeah, there is actually the earth is in trouble. <laughs> we got to save the earth and, and because of this giant space yeah. burrito, as and, we called it. Yes. With, yeah. With and there's an intense out of it. And the court scene as well. We have to have yes. that. Yeah. But that, that allowed them to actually uh, close the plot threads that had been springing mm. up Uh-oh. since Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock. Right. But then still have their light comedy, and it's not feel mm-hmm. like it was completely out of nowhere. Right. I I just love the fact that this was movie was able to do two separate kind of stories mm-hmm. in what is this an hour and a half mm-hmm. of a uh, of movie, and it and it not feel um forced. Mm-hmm. Then you must love Back to the Future too because it has like three stories all in one. <laughs> I I, yeah. I I'm I'm a fan. Okay, I, I just want to make sure your logic is consistent. That's all. <laughs> Francisco, I grew up on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where they had forever. Ever, they had three stories. I don't want to hear about that, Jacob. Uh, what is your classic? Name? <laughs> Jacob, that was you. Oh, me. Okay, <laughs> the other Jacob. Wrapped up, and it was like, what's going on? So my classic maker would be. The great and late performance from James Doohan. I this is the is, his is entire, he Scotty? Scotty. Scotty. Okay, okay thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Scotty, mm-hmm. you actually get a rare shot of his missing finger yes, in this you one. Do. He, how do you lose oh. a finger well, yeah. in World War II? Oh, because really? he was in the Canadian military during World War II oh, and he wow. lost a finger there. And for the most part, Star Trek did a very good job of yeah. hiding this fact. Oh, wow. But yeah. in, in when he's sitting down at the Apple at the Apple computer, mm-hmm. you can actually see he's missing a finger. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like a, like wow. A right. Crazy. I, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't work that into the, his story in Starfleet. Somewhere. It would have been so would, funny. Yeah. They, yeah. They did it, yeah. He may have, not asked, I lost he may have asked them not to. Out of, uh, maybe. Yeah. Probably, probably but the they, they, the, the thought probably was for the same reason there was no smoking in the future, medical technology may have been able to regrow it. Granted, future technology eh. future uh continuity would say that wasn't a thing but eh. all right well whatever uh right. well that leaves me and my classic maker guys and really i i really okay so to set the stage a little bit i had not ever seen i've seen star trek two uh four and six i haven't seen the motion picture i didn't, hadn't seen three i haven't seen i've seen like the first 15 minutes of five and i fell asleep <clears throat> that was very wild. wise, Roy, to fall I, asleep at Star Trek. <laughs> yes, I decided. I decided one, going one into this since I'd never seen three, I, and I enjoyed two. I'd like to see the bridge movie, so I watched uh, Star Trek Three: A Search for Spock and very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it, and so being able to see based on what happened, the the, the dramatic gravitas that happens there, uh, being able to see what how. Kirk and Bones are reacting to getting back their friend in Spock. I thought yeah. that was just so touching. And I loved the those I mean those three are are great in pretty much every movie I've seen their their whole interplay, but I especially loved how they were you could sense that they're like getting back their friend and the the joy there is in that. Uh so that almost makes me think of another spiritual speculation. Anyway, um <laughs> 
So that was my classic maker, guys. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and there probably were some other things we liked. In fact, there's one more thing I liked that I forgot to tell uh, you all about. Stunning and Brave. Uh, hosts Chris Cowan and Nate Henderson uh, for the Stunning and Brave podcast confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They'll make you laugh. Yeah, that's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. Yeah. You have no choice. Thank you, The Claw. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You're scared of The Claw. Not that Claw, Paul. What does that Well, Paul, uh, you guys were talking about how this is comedy gold, or I guess or I'd bronze. say comedy bronze. And Shane <laughs> Brave is, is really a comedy podcast. So that's the connection. But what? I. What does Star what? Trek Four have to do with stunning and brave? Well, they are saving uh, the whales. That's improving <laughs> the environment. That is tends to be kind of like a prelude to woke culture. Okay, obviously, Paul, you just want some more Star Trek Four. So, how about some trivia about Star Trek Four? That would be better. Nothing IV against stunning and brave, but let's stay focused. focused. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's some trivia about Star Trek Four. Did you all realize the restaurant scene was where uh, Kirk and uh, Jillian go to have pizza dinner? Um, that scene was filmed at an actual restaurant, but one without a pizza oven. So because the characters order pizza, Paramount bought and, and installed a pizza oven to make the kitchen more believable. What? Which the restaurant got to keep. But after all that effort... The oven is only visible for like five seconds in the film. I was going to say, I never saw the kitchen <laughs> right? oven at all. Right? I was about exactly. to say, somebody was friends with somebody that they got a exactly. little, hey. <laughs> exactly. Do me a little favor. since. Uh, so my question to you all is, what is an item you've purchased thinking you would use it a lot more than you ended up using? It's probably like collecting dust. And the pricier the item, the better. <laughs> So let's begin with Paul. What's no, something? don't start with me. All right, Drew. The most expensive thing okay, that well, I have that's collecting dust is probably my audio receiver, um, you know, for my TV. But I use it all the time, but it does collect dust. So okay, I, well, no, something you, you don't use. You, yeah, you don't use. Oh, I'll have to think about it. Okay, Drew. This right here. I don't know. what My that capture is. card. Oh, for playing video game, streaming video games. Oh, oh since I don't okay. stream video games that much anymore, gotcha. that's pretty much all this is doing is collecting dust. And uh, you know, I think this was about a hundred dollars, mm. maybe hundred fifty. Uh huh. And yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, pizza ovens cost way more than that. So. Well, I'm True. also not a movie production studio, so. All right, True. fair. How about you, Mary? Oh, gosh, that was such a hard one, because before I would have said my Sony camera, but now I use it all the time. So if you would have asked me this five months ago, I'd have been like my Sony camera that I never use. Mm. Um, Now, I I would almost say my sewing machine, probably. Okay. Um, I got it for the purpose of, you know, I'm going to I'm going to start making more costumes when I go to cons and all that. And then but I really haven't been to cons lately. So it's been collecting dust and I have. I don't really sew, so it's not gotcha. one of those things like, I'm just going to sew something. Yeah, yeah. Sewing I have machine. a sewing machine in my garage that I was going to send to my cousin because she wanted one, and we mm-hmm. live on separate coasts, 
But then I packaged it up, got to the mail, the post office, and it cost just as much to buy a new one as it is oh to God. mail it. It's ridiculous. What? Oh, yeah. my yeah. ridiculous. gosh. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Is that one of the old ones where you pedal it, Paul, like in Three Amigos? Yeah. And I, I, I have the sheep right out back where I get the wool. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm impressed. And you're, so we're going to send the sheep also. And that's yeah. why it's so expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And enough food yeah. to keep the sheep. I, mean, I, I was, I was actually going to do a, a cattle bronze. We got here. I was going to do a cattle drive and, and, you know, get the sheep there. But <laughs> then hey, I hey, saw City Roy to help you with that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. I was like, I live in a small town in Tennessee. I, I know a lot of farmers. So we got you. We got oh, you. There you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> All right. That leaves Jacob. How about you? Okay, expensive so, I am that you don't huh? use. Uh, I am that you bought that you don't use. Uh, I purchased a three-in-one printer, scanner, copier mm-hmm. for $250 back in college uh, because I'm an artist and I wanted to scan things and do all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used it a little bit. It ran out of ink, and now it's sitting in my apartment. I haven't <sighs> used it since. It'd probably be cheaper just to buy a new printer. Exactly. Because of how expensive ink is. You're not kidding. That's fair. I wish that we didn't even need printers every anymore but like every six or nine months somebody requires something to be printed and or whatever well, when so you have kids that want coloring sheets you end up using a lot more paul but you don't yeah. technically need a printer for that francisco you just need paper yeah to print out or a tablet minecraft things that they see online <laughs> have them color, draw it make them color draw themselves exactly and prove I do that make, artistic ability exactly. while I, they're young and can still learn i do make exactly. my son make his own copies like he'll put it up against the window and trace out the the printed things so if he wants multiples he does have to do that but i do oh, print out okay. the, the original all right great trivia francisco thank you paul and now that we've all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our Rad Rewinders, had about Star Trek IV colon The Voyage Home. All right. So from Facebook, James Felix starts this out by saying, it showed that Star Trek could have repeated humorous moments while still maintaining a somewhat serious tone. Also, Captain, there be whales here. Patrick Edwards says, hello, computer. The first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Oh, wow. Uh, Benjamin T. Van uh, Dypen says, I love it. I love Italian. And so do you. Yes. 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 We both. Yes. 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 <laughs> he did a little too much LDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which LDS I never caught before. Latter-day but, yeah. Saints, oh right? <laughs> Not yeah. LSD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who Will Save Generation X podcast comments, we changed the activation word for our Alex A to computer because of this movie. Did you say Alex A so you didn't trigger your Alex A? Not only mine, but other folks at home. But oh, I did say fair. computer, so sorry yeah. to those folks. Yes. <laughs> and I said this is again. why I don't have those things. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Nathan James Norman says, most people call it the one with the whales. That's for sure. Wardell White. That'd be whales here. Yeah. <laughs> Wardell White says, seeing it with my eighth grade class and being the... And being my first voyage with the original crew, oh. I never saw an episode of the original series for it was usually for it usually came on at the same time as the local six o'clock news. I remember liking that the theme was different and it and it was literally something down to earth, somewhat it, down to earth, yeah. somewhat down to earth. And it was great to finally see Shatner as Captain Kirk other than cop named T.J. Hooker. <laughs> 
or later as a host of CBS's Rescue 911. I also enjoyed seeing that Leonard Nimoy directed the movie. He directed a whale of a movie. Now, let's talk about Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> We've already covered that, Dale, but thank you. Then from Locals, D. Tungsten says, I love Italian, and so do you. A lot he, of Italian he like, love. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Fabulous Lomax says, Trivia. The actor who played the punk on the bus reprised the role in 2022 for the second season of Star Trek Picard for their time-traveling shenanigans in the year 2024. Again, on an L.A. bus, he asked to turn the music down by the protagonist and promptly does so while apologizing for being too loud. That's funny. And finally, Kenneth says, what I remember most are the whales, and that makes it tragic. I don't what? think anyone should make an effort to see this again, including me. I was not going to pay to see this. Mo- see this. So since I can't watch it for free, meant I didn't want to watch to refresh my memories. Saved by the fee. So That's weird because really? there's That's whales. Like he was saved by the whales. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but Ken, what do you have against whales? Thank Actually, you. I have a coworker. Oh, these, were, these were extremely good animatronic they whales. Were extremely well then. Yeah, I, I have thank a, you. I have a coworker who's deathly scared of of whales. Just one of her. Oh, co-workers. really? But <laughs> huh. so that's that's a legitimate reason not to see this movie. I don't I don't know what the, Ken's deal they is. Maybe watch it's the same. The movie Orca, the killer whale, oh, <laughs> or Free, Free Willy. Willy. That would go. Free Willy's not very scary. Orca's more of like a Jaws ripoff. So. Yeah, when it's coming right at you. Anyway, thank you all so much for sharing your memories, re- Rewinders. And Kevin's comments sort of leads us into the things we didn't like so much about Star Trek 4. So let's boot up our... Worst Wolves. Ken says and, he didn't like... He says he's not afraid of whales, just to clarify for the listeners. He oh, good. Like okay. I'm glad. Thank you for letting us know, Ken. Uh, and... Please let us know, Drew, what is something you didn't like about Star Trek Four? You mentioned this earlier, but um, mm-hmm. the chase music in the hospital, <laughs> the hospital and on yeah. the uh, and on the USS see uh, uh, not on the Enterprise Enterprise which, yeah was yeah. actually not the Enterprise by the way yeah the it Enterprise was, uh, is not in port. And they didn't even use the same class of, of aircraft carrier nope. to stand in for it. Fun fact. Jeez, what are they but, doing? I, I could totally that, tell that, that, that music, too. That music. You're, Scooby-Doo is the right term oh, there. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like they're running through a carnival for crying out loud. <laughs> not the best soundtrack. <laughs> no. It's, it's not. The, the, the soundtrack for the whole movie, certainly uh, uh, Rosenman's soundtrack, is not the best Star Trek soundtrack, in my opinion. It's yeah. a nice difference from what we normally get, because mm-hmm. he is going for more of a lighthearted feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fair. once you get to those two chase scenes oh involving Chekhov, <laughs> ironically, uh, it's just absolutely dumb and ridiculous, and those, those songs should not have been used. Mm-hmm. You know who they should have got? John Billiams. <laughs> yes, John Billiams indeed. Um, and uh, for those news of the podcast, that's a rain joke on John Williams. It's John Billiams is like his alternate. But uh, I let's, thought that went without saying, but sure. Yeah, a little bit. I tried to explain sometimes. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes, explaining the joke. That I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> And Mary, why don't you tell us something you didn't appreciate about Star Trek Four? 
Okay. Um, so I have a lot of feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you don't understand. So I like absolutely, I think anything to do with harming animals, I'm like, I will just choose not to watch it sometimes. Because uh, okay. like, did I cry in Airbud? you know, when he told the dog to like go away? Yes. You know, like I... I did not like the new recent Avatar because of that reason as well. So, oh, um, wow. so I think, and but I think one I think I didn't didn't like so much about it was whenever they were in the museum, mm-hmm. and they just show here's basically footage of them like harming all these whales. There's a lot of footage gruesome. of that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that was I the don't want to see that portion of the film. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't want to see that. Anyway, that was just something like immediately like wrote down my notes. Harming of whales. So that's, <laughs> that's fair. I think that was the intention of the movie, but I think I know. they went a little yeah, too yeah. F- well. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's similar to something I'm going to say before a different reason later. But okay, no, that's totally fair. Uh, yeah, I could see how uh, I had this one episode just to have a little bit of a tangent. I had this one episode in college where um, I was in a religious ethics class. And we, they showed us a video about vivisection, which is, uh, essentially animal, uh, experimentation, um, animal experimentation. Yeah. Where you, you trial, you try drugs or whatever on animals. And I almost passed out watching it. So I had to like leave the room. So I get how that could be so, that can be traumatic to, to watch stuff like that. Um, but my story aside, I want to hear, uh, Jacob, why don't you spin me a tale of something you didn't like about Star Trek four? All right, Letty. So my my first my first dislike of this film. Mm-hmm. So this is more of a nitpick, but it's such a big nitpick. So we have Julian and Kirk in the restaurant. The, yes. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So Julian orders this big pepperoni pizza with extra what is it? Olives? I don't know. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Orders be like orders this massive and thing. a beer. And a beer. Yes. So Kirk orders the same thing. So we're talking big Italian pizzas. Like mm-hmm. nope. 20, 24 inch frame, 24 inch pieces, right? Right. So they, 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 go, they, 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 they get their beer and the guy walks in with a very small little pizza. They one. order two pizzas and they get one pizza. What in the world is wrong with this or <laughs> this waiter? It's like, what in the world? <laughs> Maybe he could only carry one pizza at a time. A small pizza. I I was small. I was I was looking. It's too really closer to medium. It's really closer to a medium size. He brings out, but you're right. It's not large. No, I'd be like, I want my money back, darn it. Hey, I want my large pizza. They're still getting used to the new pizza oven. They're trying to figure out how to cook (laughs) things. That's no excuse. (laughs) Give me my large pizza. Two now. Okay, okay. Pay for it. That is true. Julian's pay for it. Real quick, around around Uh the around the pike. Your favorite pizza toppings on a pizza for me it's pepperoni and pineapple. Uh, <gasps> I was gonna say the same thing. Really, very oh, yes. wow, awesome, sweet. <laughs> uh, Paul, how about you? Another pizza. Oh no, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. <laughs> a pizza sandwich. Yeah, yes. calzone. No, uh, calzone. for me, it's, it's, I think we call those deep dish. <laughs> yeah, I, the thicker style. the better. Yes, for better. me, but pineapple and ham. Pineapple and ham. Uh, Jacob. Uh sauce uh no 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 uh bacon and chicken night canadian bacon or legit pork bacon pork bacon i mean pork. i mean pork. they're both pork but i mean like I was about to say. 
different textures. They're different. They're they're different. different. They're different. One's they're ham. Crunchy. Crunchy. One's actual bacon. Okay. Bacon, yeah. bacon, not ham bacon. One's like exactly. ham. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Drew. Uh, I mostly just prefer pepperoni, but I also like a chicken Alfredo pizza. Oh, Ooh. those are good. Okay. And then here in chat, Baba says he likes whale meat on his pizza. <laughs> the wow. whale blubber. Sure. No. Wow. wow. Blubber and pizza. Ken oh. says sausage and mushroom. All right. Uh, all right. Um, I also like a space burrito on mine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> With a giant white olive? <sighs> Let's go back to uh, Drew. What's something else you don't like about this film? Uh, I am not a fan of the fact that the bird of prey set that they use throughout this film mm-hmm. is not the same bird of prey yes. set they used in star trek 3 it's because not. apparently they tore the set down and had uh-huh. to build another one oh. and what's funny is that the scene that the the shot where uh you know he's they're, they're figuring out it's he, spock's looking up the whale song uh-huh. uh-huh that's a redress of the see of the set where uh, Spock died in Star Trek 2. <laughs> really? Really? In the, yes. in the reactor and all that? Oh yes, my gosh. That, thing. Oh, that makes sense. Which I thought yeah. that part's interesting. But the fact is, I'm looking at that set and going, you know, I know all future Klingon Bird of Prey sets are based on this one. Mm-hmm. But this is not what we saw in the last movie. Something's- I don't care if they re- if they changed all the light bulbs. This is an entirely different architecture. <laughs> So some things are not the same, and some things are too similarly the same. I'm just saying it's not the same show. It's not. Yeah. Like, the the thing that stuck out the most, because I had just seen three the day before I saw four, is that um, the captain of the Bird of Prey is up on, like, a big, high captain seat, and the the minion, the, the pilot and whatever are, like, sort of down low, almost like how if you envision the Star Destroyers, uh, yeah. in yeah. Star Wars, how it's like, uh, Darth Vader's walking on this platform and then way down below are all the people, all the. Whereas in this movie, crew the, working, the, yeah. the bridge is basically a Federation starship, but smaller yeah. and brown. Yeah. Well, so I sort of thought in my head, well, they were working for, I think a few months on this. So maybe they just tore it all out and replaced yeah, it with some there. Why re- would you do that? If that's going to be like a major. I- uh, oh, there's Klingon writing all over those workstations. Yeah, they should replace that too. I guess. Yeah. I I don't know. That, also, but that's since a, this didn't come up, uh, that Klingon bird of prey shows back up in Picard season three. Oh, fun! Ooh. That's cool. It does. Uh, Paul, why don't you show up one one of your dislikes? Okay. Sometimes I don't don't have the best segues. That's oh, good enough. We'll go with it. Um, as we all here have mentioned that we are time traveling fans we like yes. movies about time mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. Um, one of the the biggest things about time traveling is the essentially the butterfly effect basically oh, it's yes. kind of like the prime directive you don't want uh-huh. to disturb it but yet when Chekhov is like being surrounded in the bottom of the the enterprise the mm-hmm. the fake enterprise mm-hmm. um his phaser doesn't work 
And so it, he throws it at the people trying to <laughs> capture yeah. him. It's like, A, that's stupid. You don't want to do that because it could work later and you throw that away. B, it, it puts technology in their hands that you don't want to do. That's the butterfly effect. Yeah. 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 He left the Three. communicator also. He did. Yeah. it's. I understand yeah. it's for comedy reasons, mm-hmm. but, but so. the 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 time traveling fan in me says screams no yeah, <laughs> there's rules there's right. rules. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> even the transparent aluminum may exactly. i yeah defend slightly okay he still got caught by the at yeah. the end of trying to escape the enterprise they would have confiscated yeah. those items again but anyway. he wasn't trying to he was trying to run away yeah i get that yep. but he was kind of in between a rock and a hard place that's but maybe true, I missed but it, but how did he end up in the hospital? Because I, he fell uh, he off fell the ship, and, I guess, and in his head or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so they took he, him. He was in a coma to the after hospital. he fell. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And so instead of putting him in the brig, which they should have done, they they tried to be nice and take him to the hospital first. Yes. Um, but uh, let's go back to you, Mary. What's something you didn't like? Was it time travel shenanigans um, or something else? So coming from, uh, I have not, I wanted to, I mean, I haven't seen the other ones yet. So this mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. my, the other one I've saw. I was, yeah, yeah. A lot of it was like, wait, what happened? Wait, what? Yeah. You know, There's a lot, a lot of, of references. Uh, that, and yeah. like, yes, and, I, and I, yeah. I get it because it's like the fourth one. So it makes sense, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going through all of them. So I'm, I'm going through them really in order. So I'll eventually I'm, I'll be in order oh, cool. again as I go through oh, them nice. again. Okay. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, I think that was one of the things I, I wish. I know a lot of sequels sometimes will do like a recap more mm-hmm. on like yeah. when they're having conversation and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and so i think they did a little bit of that but i just wanted more because i'm like wait what happened so yeah yeah uh, and then eventually i caught up on it towards like the middle end of it but yeah, yeah. i was like one thing i'm like i i should i have i probably should have watched the pa- the three right <laughs> i broke all the rules but it's well fine. at least at least wrath of khan and search for spock you didn't have to watch motion picture for this that yeah, is yeah. True. so you could just watch two and three i think but it goes up from here right you know so <laughs> Uh, <laughs> more on that in my tragic maker <laughs> I, I will say um uh mary that um what was i gonna say it was on that topic that i think it's it's helpful yeah to watch at least two and three going into this um oh i was gonna say that this is i think back in the day my first star trek movie that i had seen so it was a lot of people's introduction mm-hmm. back in the 80s who mm-hmm. Who are like, all right, I guess I'll check it out. It's getting good reviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was the first one five. that came out after I was born. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So um, anyway, uh, but you bringing that up, uh, Mary, does make me think of something. In an effort, so that one of my dislikes, in an effort to recap for the audience what had happened in Star Trek Three with the Enterprise blowing up and whatnot, it totally took me out of the movie. They're sort of this is at the beginning. They have like this trial. Mm-hmm. They're they're putting mm-hmm. uh, Kirk and them on trial, even though they're over the on Vulcan. Scene. Yeah, the courtroom scene. And I'm thinking, okay, you're showing the Klingons in the Enterprise as it self destructs, and then somehow Starfleet has magic Footage. cameras outside the Enterprise <laughs> yep. from multiple angles that show the destruction. And it looks just like the third movie. How'd they get this footage? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It even has the nice <laughs> shot of the of, of, of the hole burning away the name Enterprise. Yeah, it just, that just took me out of the movie so much. I mean, the way the 
the third one recaps the second one, it's like you see. It, it, I thought that was a little artsy fartsy, like it plays the, the last little bit of on. two yeah. and gets bigger and almost yeah. like and goes from like a, I think a monitor or a chromatic to yeah, black goes and from white like a monochromatic to color. Blue yeah. into color. Which yeah. I mean, it's fine. It, it's not the best. I think you could have done it in a different way, but I think it's a lot more in universe than than. Well, and it does a good job of placing you back in that headspace you would be in yeah. at the end of Rathacon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all I'm saying is that. I think they could have figured out a better way to do this, even if it's just reshoots or something. I know they were trying to save money, but that really took me out of the movie to see to see that. And so, well, you're forgetting is, two things. Oh, okay. The one is that the Federation is all seeing. <laughs> okay, and the second thing that. is the AI technology is going to go beyond what th- all this in a couple hundred years when so this takes place. if it has one camera, it's able to... Uh, it doesn't even have cameras. You just type oh. it in and it'll create it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I of would like to point out <laughs> the simple fact that they, the Federation, the only two Federation ships anywhere near the Genesis planet at the end of that film were the Enterprise and the Grissom, both of which were blown up. Right. So... Yeah, well, but there's the probes. Federation is all seen. Yeah, they have probes everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. out in the middle brother. of nowhere. Literally. It's all fake news anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the closest outpost is, uh, what is the name of that planet? City That's Alpha 5. Yeah, no, it wasn't City no. Alpha 5. It's that other one where the where, where they were developing the Genesis torpedo. Anyway. By the way, I should have brought this up when you mentioned the Bird of Prey. But calling it the HMS Bounty, is that reference to Wrath of Khan? Like, is that the, the no. ship? Uh, it's a reference it's Moby to Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, is it? The ship's oh. called the Bounty. The Bounty. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. But Mutiny on the High Seas. Yeah. Wait. What? It, the book <laughs> is Mutiny on the High Seas? I think or the that's ship the name is- of- I think that's the name of the movie. I'm that pretty sure Bounce. HMS oh. Bounty is a reference to Wrath of Khan. No, no. because that's the Botany Bay. Yes. And that you would be... Uh, it sounds, it sounds the same. Bounty, Botany. <laughs> Sarvik, Starsvik, Star... Whatever. Slavic? They're all the same person. Savik, Star... What, whatever. Anyway. It's all right. Mutant okay. on gotcha. the Bounty is the name of the book. Ah, yes. okay. Mutiny on the Bounty. Okay, and that's a... So HMS Bounty is from that? Yes. Oh, because yeah. they're mutinying from Starfleet. Yes. yes. They mutinied technically okay. from Starfleet. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Go stay okay. different. Okay. Hey, it's 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 all circling back. It's it's like we're back <laughs> on track here. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it's and almost like they thought it out. To yeah. continue being back on track, Jacob, give us one more uh, dislike before we get to our tragic makers for Star Trek. Uh, so mine goes with something that I thought I would never hear myself say ever. Oh, Uh-oh. you don't Uh-oh. like Monty wrong. Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah, I, you know what? Shut up, welcome, Roy. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Come make, on. make like Wesley Crusher and shut up. <laughs> As you wish. This isn't Princess Bride. Go ahead, Jacob. Wrong Wesley. <laughs> My little buttercup. <laughs> uh, how many more movies can we reference? <laughs> Roy. Hmm. <laughs> Anytime, Jacob. <laughs> Give us my, my my second dislike mm-hmm. would be that I thought I would never hear myself say in a million years. Mm-hmm. Spock was wrong. 
Ooh. Uh, about so about we, what? We, we, we have the prefects of that, okay, in the 23rd century, there's no longer whales. Mm-hmm. Yes. The population has been butchered, right? But okay. No longer humpback whales. No longer humpback whales. Okay. So we be like, Spock says by the tw- by the 21st century, the humpback whale has been put out of existence, right? Am uh-huh. I right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So that was before they went back in time. That's and before they the went back and saved the whales. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't save the whales in the past. It's because Chekhov you, threw his stun gun that they saved the whales. <laughs> Literally, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Chekhov's gun. transparent aluminum. That they and had. the transparent aluminum. Exactly. No, yeah. What exactly. you got to understand is that whaling vessel there at the very end, they actually were the ones who finished off the humpback whales in, in, the, in, the, in the original timeline. But the appearance of the, of the Klingon bird of prey decloaking in the port bow made them all give it up yep i'm sure that's what happened okay <laughs> so you're just so your quibble jacob is that um we're in the 21st century now and there's still humpback whales yeah there's there's over twenty two thousand well humpback well, whales the, in it's Egypt. because the we, whale it's population of, has sprung back up since oh, agree. the 90s it's because of so, this movie we all stopped exactly. hunting them so <laughs> no we this movie we, to thank we all know so that someone alter, hunting, but someone altered the timeline that's why we don't have flying cars in 2015 and everything <laughs> yeah i agree yeah, it's I mean, if you really, Kirk, hey, 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 if you really want to go deep in the lore on this one, mm-hmm. technically there's been a lot of time travel shenanigans that could have changed a lot of things. Yeah, That's there's true. a lot of butterflies. I mean, they've yeah. they've moved the eugenics wars from 1996 to 2030. So, oh, it's coming! Wow, yeah. <laughs> great. Well, what I want to hear, what I want to hear coming from you right now is your tragic maker. What do you oh. hate most about? Star Trek Four. All right. For me, watching Star Trek IV colon the Voyage Home, <laughs> my tragic maker is the visualizations when going through time travel. <laughs> oh yeah, that admittedly was that is weird. very weird. They could What's have done it better. To represent. Uh, it's a lot of things, but. <laughs> Whales don't belong there. I mean, like that's the reason, but it's not part of. You know what they should have done instead? Oh my god! Oh my god! That would have been better. Only if they're fans of the last several episodes of this podcast, Paul. But yes, I agree. It would have been better. Um, wow. Or just throw, uh, show a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, Mary. What did you hate most about Star Trek Four? Not finding out exactly who and what set the probe. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. I thought it was Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be aliens from outside the galaxy. But like, and I need need context. But but like, why? I need. I need to know why. You know, why is it so important? They contact whales just to leave again. I need answers, and there's no answers. Didn't resolve fun, the way I wanted it to. No, yeah. I totally fun fact that, uh, that. That wub, 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 wub sound in the background of that clip. Yeah. That's actually Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, it is. Yes. Oh, it is? It I is. thought yeah, it was the sound of, of my stomach digesting a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's the burrito oven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next it's to like the pizza oven. The probe was just weird <laughs> looking. It, it made was. no sense. Yeah. It was like, what, are, what am I looking at? Like. Uh, Apparently, oh, yeah. the outside is supposed to look like whale stranger. skin, but it 
didn't stranger to me. Things? It looks like stranger this is not any stranger than V'ger from Star Trek the Motion Picture. I don't know what that is. Stranger V'ger, which is even it's weirder. weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. There's Vigor explanations, but it's weird. I mean, you have to take it obviously in context of yes. the amount of technology to make, you know, all the yeah. special effects in this film too. So I, I agree. There are a lot of worse fourth films that right. deal with exactly. like saving the saving the world from stupid humans. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say Superman four. Here's what I'll say. I appreciate uh so much more the villains in two and three because they are a lot more clear cut. The motivations of Christopher Lloyd in three is a little ambiguous. Mm. Um I think he is mainly is like he just wanted Klingons to be the ultimate race spoilers. I think that's what he is going for, maybe. Well, most Klingons do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, Klingon but, thing. But at least that's like, okay, I, I know what your motivations are. This thing is like, why are to you? To save the whales. Didn't it you was... hear Kenneth in? <laughs> <laughs> it, it needed a better enemy. It. A better it enemy. Trying, yes, better enemy. trying be to contact the whales and was completely unaware that it was destroying the planet in but the process why was it right. trying to contact the whales to make sure they're still alive why because are because they, one, they are lost, aliens they lost communication with the whales and were s- right. sending uh, a probe to find out what happened you're so saying one of one of that the wait, it is human thought. arrogance that the message Paul, must be uh, meant for man okay but you're saying <laughs> that whale song is able to go through water into the atmosphere out into space. It has no. that much power to maybe. It. There's Wimbly, a lot of wobbly, timey, wimey. Give it up. <laughs> no, I will not give it up. There are well, stupider things in Star <laughs> Trek than this. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't give it a pass, Paul. What were you trying I don't to know say? If you've got to hold a picture or not, but he's not exactly working on all thrust. <laughs> It's not worth saying this is better than it could be. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's go to uh, Jacob next. What was your tragic maker for this film? All right. So, my tragic maker of this movie is Starfleet's inability to get out of its own way. Mm, That makes sense. So, Starfleet be like in every movie because the only thing you can do anything is the Enterprise, apparently. They're, the, they're <laughs> always the only feels. ship in the quadrant. Yeah, they're the only ship in the quadrant. Uh, so be like the entire in, quadrant of the galaxy. They're always yeah, the only ship weird. in the quadrant. So, exactly. So to to use the be like to use the excuse that be like, oh, you have a probe coming into Earth, and you have this entire Starfleet at your disposal, which is not a quote unquote military. Be yep. like, you're not going to dispatch your entire fleet to stop this thing at a long range. Nope. We're just going to let this thing come in and disable us. And we're just going to have this rogue ship come around. And like, oh, be like, oh, we got a great idea. We can translate all of this for some reason and all of hijinks to go back in time and save some whales. So Starfleet is a bust. It doesn't really work <laughs> in this movie. It doesn't work. It's like think, these, these guys, they're supposed to be explorers. They do everything. And then they and just went up dropping it, the ball and just for Kirk can go back in time and save everything. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> do you it. think one of the other Star Trek races would have, alien races would have been able to handle it better? Like the Romulans, Cardassians. Or the whale Vulcans. First off, Romulans aren't in the Federation yet. I'm not saying Federation, just any of the alien races that are in Star Trek. I think lore. it was sent by Borg. 
to oh, <laughs> no, yeah, that that was the planet first. What? Yes, that was Vijay that sent that's that the Borg sent. Nice. I've heard this. Yes. I'll the Borg sent okay. the the where no, the... no, no, no. <laughs> it's a joke about Star Trek One. Move along. You haven't seen it. Move, Move along, along home. Fine. I'm just nodding like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah, yep. yeah. Starfleet can't get out of its way in order to make the plot move forward. Okay, mm. that that's fair. It seemed yeah. more like a contrivance than yeah. It's very this contrived. is that they were really like oh the, okay they did their best to deal with it but they couldn't muster yeah, up because of defense. course Kirk is the only one who can save the day. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, William he had to jump in the water at the end, you know, to <laughs> sacrifice himself for the whales. Exactly. Yeah, no other captain's willing to sacrifice and yeah. swim for 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 the rest. Well, um, except for maybe Tim Allen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. For, you're talking about Galaxy Quest, though. Yeah, Galaxy Quest, <laughs> the best Star Trek movie, um, according to J.J. Abrams, which is why I have a problem with with, with, with the Abrams trilogy. <laughs> wow. Oh my word. Well, is he wrong? Speaking of <laughs> moving on, uh, right along. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to go with me next or Drew next. You know, I'll make I'll, I'll let Drew as he's probably the most Star Trek fan of us all. Well, I, mean, I don't know, Paul's a, pretty a little. Uh, pretty let, let me go last. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure gonna, I'm gonna let you go last. last. So, my, mine mine has nothing to do with Starfleet. Has nothing to do with Star Trek, really. I okay, just found on. the character of Jillian so unlikable. I oh. really did not like her. I mm. I felt like Would you she, have preferred Eddie Murphy? I know oh. he was up for this. <laughs> I don't wow. Yeah, I don't okay. know if I would have preferred <laughs> if it was the same type of character. I thought Catherine Hicks is fine. I like Catherine Hicks in like Seventh Heaven. I know some people don't like her even that show or her did, in that but did she not scream enough like Willie in in <laughs> Temple of Doom? Yeah, that was the problem, Paul. Okay. No, what? not at all. I just, she felt very, uh, like, she felt like the type of person that feels like, uh, animals are more important than people. Animals mm. certainly have a place. They're part of God's creation. Um, and we're supposed to steward them. Well, I totally agree with that, but I don't, mm-hmm. but she doesn't strike me as the person that if, if I'm having to save a dog or uh, a baby, she strikes me as the person that's going to save the dog and not the baby. So but I'm like, ah, eh, yeah. no, I don't, I, I don't like that type of character. Yeah. So that's why wow. it's my I mean, tragedy you may, maker. You may have just I mean, she ties into that whole time travel issue of like, she went back, she went to the future and that feels like a big time travel. No, yeah. no. And uh, good point. And okay. yeah, she says she has no one. I guess if her parents are dead, no siblings, no relationships, that's fine. Also, I didn't, I, another aspect of this is like, she didn't seem to and and are you saying you wouldn't forget your parents and your and your no 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 that's not I what your point parents out to travel two hundred years in the them behind and to she, go towards something. I would point out that she was the co-director of that Cetacean Institute and she just sure, disappears. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What I'm of trying to say is it problem. seems it seems like they're building up some, uh, uh, at least a semblance of a romance between her and Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just like skedaddles. No, it's like, yeah, peace she, out. I thought Kirk. that was it's great. Like, she flips it on Kirk. Finally, he I mean, knows how it feels. No, okay, that's fair. If, if that's what they're going for, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. But it, it seemed like it, it seemed to, I think I'm bringing a lot of modern 
uh, mentalities to this. Yeah, you're not bringing like, the whole weight of the original series with you. That's the problem. No. That's a good point. No. I am not bringing that. So it just seemed... I don't know. I, it, it bothered me. It felt like she was very much out for herself and her animals and no one else. Everyone else be well, darned. So that's no what, one else, yeah. but yeah, I'm you just didn't like that. Okay. That's how okay. it felt to me. So right. that is my tragic maker. Uh, Drew, go ahead and top us off here. You know what this movie's biggest sin is? Uh, that it was, Ooh. they're going for uh, humpback whales, not blue whales. This movie's biggest sin is that it ends and we now have to watch Star Trek V. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. That is the wow. biggest problem oh with this god, film really? is it's the one right before Star Trek V. Yeah. The worst film in the series, Man. or as I like to call it, Captain Kirk saves the universe from not God. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. But I it, like Yosemite. Yosemite is the only good part about that movie. Yeah, it begins well, and, and, and that shot of the Enterprise in front of the moon. That's a good thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything else makes me go, <laughs> I do not need to see Uhura in that little bit of dress. So uh, the worst thing about Star Trek IV is Star Trek V? Yes. The worst thing about Star Trek IV is it's Star Trek V. Really? What? <laughs> That's not even part of this viewing experience. I don't care. Oh, my God. Right, Francisco not- can have a like with Stunning and Brave about this movie. <laughs> I guess you can have a dislike about <laughs> Star Trek V. And Fair the thing point. is, yes. hey, talking about the same continuity issues, that's not the same bridge set they use in Star Trek V. No. Or six. Well, I think it's in contract re- that they can't I thought they use. rebuilt and the, it. And the, and, the, and the Enterprise in Star Trek V is falling apart. But oh, I, thought they, I thought they rebuilt the whole thing for... At the end of this movie, they rebuilt it's Star Trek. It's a brand new Star Trek or yeah, yeah. Enterprise. It, so wouldn't it be different? <laughs> we don't want to go there. <laughs> okay. Oh. You seem like you wanted to go there, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know where I want to go. You know what? We've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Salvo authority accepted. Ratings prepared to launch. Salvo authority. What is that? It's time for the moment of truth where we... Uh, we're going to go, th- we're going to give our final reigns for Star Trek four. Do we rate it a classic? We recommend anyone go see this, whether or not they've seen it before. Do we rate it a nostalgic? It's worth your time to revisit it, to rewatch it. If you remember seeing it as a kid or in your past and you enjoyed it then, yeah, give it, it's, pick it up again, rewatch it. You'll have fun. But if you've never seen it before, eh, skip this one. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time today. If you've never seen it before, keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any good memories you have of it with a rewatch. So let's begin with our guests. Mary, what is your final rating for Star Trek IV? Uh, I would still say stick with classic. Oh, really? Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so classic. And yeah. That, yeah, that was your prediction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does, let me ask you this, since this is your first of the original series of movies, I think you said you've seen, does it, it sounds like it inspired you to want to go back and watch the other ones. Is that the case or did yeah. I misunderstand? So, I mean, my, my dad grew up going to truck conventions, got oh, really? to meet the cast and all oh, the things, cool. you know, at, at all the, all of it. So I watched a little bit of it, but, um, I got in, I wanted to just to dive in to all of it. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I've been watching a lot of the shows, more of the, more of the newer ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, Got, getting to see this, you know, still rec- 
still being the same characters but different actors like yeah. had but it was still had that same kind of lightness of it as well yeah, that yeah. I really enjoyed of it part of it so a uh, being first time viewer so mm-hmm. classic kind of felt a little bit right very hey, cool. Dad, I finally watched Star Trek and I really love the theme song Oh my gosh, Paul. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what was your final rant? You had predicted classic as well. What was your final rant? I did. And so at the end of the day, I'm going to give it a tragic. Whoa. Because what? Star Trek Five is the That's superior a... movie. I Wait. will come what? over there and slap you upside your forehead. <laughs> Like, it's you're in danger. Up. It's a for it, but I'm kidding. <laughs> Throw I'm your gah! phaser at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. disrupt the timeline. Throw your phaser. I don't want to die here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, now, so I think though you said tragic first. So I'm going to put down tragic. Sorry, <laughs> Roy. That's, that's how this works. I am not Roy. Francisco. Roy. Roy. Okay. But so classic, Jacob, more seriously. Classic. Classic. Very much okay. classic. All right. Uh, Drew, how about you? You so, have predicted fun fact, nostalgic this time. Uh, what was your yeah. final rate? So fun fact, uh, my rating on these movies has not changed in like five years. So in terms of ranking, this is actually my fifth favorite Star Trek film. Oh, okay. Uh, I like Star Trek five. Okay. No. Oh, this is your fifth. This is number five. Going from uh, best to worst, this is okay. number five on my list. Okay. So the question here really isn't did it improve on this video or not? It's like, do I can where have I moved the line from above Star Trek four to below Star Trek four, where the nostalgia classic line is? Mm. And I think I have. I think this is a classic. <gasps> what? Oh, what? Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. I was going to say unprecedented, but it's not unprecedented <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. So we have three classics from our guests. Before we get to me and Paul's reign, uh, we we get your guys, everyone who supports us at the $5 level at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. You get to have your voice, your final reign uh, tallied as well. And when we when I average all the reigns from you awesome reflex capacitors together, you collectively read Star Trek IV, a disputed classic film. So we have another classic what? from the Reflex Capacitors. So, what? Paul, I think we're going to be outgunned here no matter what we say. But what is yeah. you had predicted nostalgic. I might as well just say tragic, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, you could. I'm going to throw my vote away. Um, <laughs> no, I where, predicted nostalgic, mm-hmm. uh, but I was shocked. I actually found myself enjoying this watch more than i really? thought i would and oh, i would I, at this point i would recommend anybody if they haven't seen it to go ahead and watch it so okay i'm gonna um join the cool kids and break <laughs> this uh classic yes. yeah. well, very cool. the welcome, awesome. welcome to the bright side <laughs> Dep- depending um, on how this goes we've either all mutinied <laughs> or we are one big happy fence <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome to be a happy family, but unfortunately, this is going the way of Monty Python and the Holy Grail once more. Oh, yeah. I forgot you don't like money. Though this is very much a movie. I'm not saying this isn't a movie. Like, that is not one. But, no, this is a movie. But I... I, This was all... 
almost too silly for me. And mm. I think I shot myself in the foot watching Star Trek three right before with much higher stakes, much more drama, much yeah. more sci-fi. And so having watched this it's right totally after that, I, it was just way too silly for me. It wasn't, it wasn't as enjoyable as I remember. So I'm going to say tragic because of Star Trek three. So unlike you, so you said your track maker is that this ends and goes to Star Trek five, Drew. Mine is that this is such a disparate tone from Star Trek three. So tragic is my rating. But that's why I liked it. Like I said earlier, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like yeah. the breath of fresh air. So I wanted much... them to continue on with the two and three. I thought that was great, Roy, solid. You know what's wrong with Roy? He didn't watch one, two, and three immediately before four. So he that's didn't get true. tired of the drama. Yeah. You can skip one, go to two, then three, then four. I haven't seen one. You're good. No, if you watch one, you'll appreciate four more. <laughs> yeah, watch motion picture. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons I oh don't want to watch it. I, but. Look, I'll even t- look, if you're going to watch one, do watch the director's edition. It is the better cut of the film, Yeah, but it, you will still be wondering. I did why try to watch one. Uh-huh. I didn't get far. <laughs> and I will say, I, really I, tried. Have, Slow and I, boring. Have, I have seen the motion picture in a theater twice now. It does play better in a theater. Okay. In the same way that 2001 A Space Odyssey plays better in a theater. No, that doesn't play good anywhere, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I heard it's a snore fest. Yeah. But I never could get through 2001 until I saw it in the theater. Same here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, though, we rate Star Trek 4 or Star Trek IV colon The Voyage Home. That one. A d- slightly disputed classic film we'd recommend anyone go out and see this whether or not they've seen it before but now it's time to well you know we need to actually figure out why travis brought us to 1986 when we were supposed to get back to the fix-its in 1983 so while we're doing that let's figure out where we can find everyone travis Return to 20XX over in no 20XX. Comsats broadcasting while awaiting return coordinates. Thanks, Travis. Or, I should hey. I say, hello, computer. <laughs> you know, it still feels good to be in, still in 1986, but we wouldn't have been able to travel here to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely... Deborah Powers, Geek Devotions, Drew of the Cellcast. Oh, you're right Yay! here. Woo-hoo! Ashley Ruiz, Kenneth Thin, Fabulous Lomax, Rosie Lomax, That's Our Bobo, D. Tungsten, Dale, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Cool Deluxe, in addition to two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. We really do appreciate you all. And if you want to help keep us flying for and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to Retro Re- RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream's at full power, and she's got plenty more to give. That's excellent news, Mr. Scott. How is this possible? Well, Captain, logic would indicate the reason is because this stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. Hey, Captain, are there any, like, uh, non-monetary ways to support the show? Uh, actually, yeah. If, if you live in, you know, the, the 23rd century where they don't have money anymore, um, you, or you don't, you just don't have, you can't support that way. That's totally fine. You 
I will say you probably enjoyed this episode if you've made it this far and you're listening right now. So if you're not driving, uh, tap the share icon on your podcast player for this episode and send it to a friend. And I know you like Star Trek or I know you like Star Trek 4. So I thought you would appreciate this podcast about it. Cool. And I'll bet they'll thank you for it. I think so. And speaking of thanking people, we want to give a big whale hug to everyone for joining us and supporting their their th- thoughts about Star Trek IV colon the oh voyage gosh. home. Um, let's uh, go around alphabetically like I like to do. So we'll start with Drew. How can people find you online? Is there anything cool going on? Oh, there's a lot of cool things going on. Yeah, all those things. That's amazing. <laughs> Jacob, both Jacob and I are on the Cellcast, yep. where we review animated movies and television shows. And I don't know if Roy actually thought this through, if he's actually just a genius when it comes to marketing, and I just didn't catch it. However, it just so happens this is right before we're going to be starting reviewing Star Trek Lower Deck Season 4, which, ironically, the poster is based off Star Trek 4's poster. Oh, cool. And they even said this time we're not bringing in the whales. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be re- starting reviewing that starting Labor Day weekend. Uh, so, as, And that's when we're going to release our Strange New World our review of the Strange New World's Lower Decks crossover episode. Very so cool. keep an eye out for that. Plus, uh, watch, listen to our regular show where we're reviewing... Uh, uh, we're going into bad movie month. And yeah. Wah, wah, yeah. And what was that, and Jacob? He said, "Pray for pray us." For us. Oh, pray for us. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So cool. Cellcast. Very and, awesome. Yeah, you know, just follow me on uh, Drew's photo bin on Facebook to catch some of my photography. If I ever bother to update the page. Yeah. Very cool. And Jacob, thank you for coming on. How can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on that they should check out? Uh, yes, you can go to my Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw every every day. Uh, I don't get I don't get there as much, but I do. I've been doing this for five or six, like seven years at this point. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to support me, uh, support my art, you can please go over there. If you want art commissions, please contact me through there or any of my social media. Uh, you basically find me just at Jacob Heron on Twitter, mm-hmm. in, Twitter and Instagram. And if you want art art commissions done, please let me know. And uh, yeah, it's about it. All right, cool, awesome. And Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, where can yeah. people find you online, and how can we know uh, what's going on? Yeah, you can find me at uh, nerdsandjesus.com, and that kind of will lead you to all of our episodes, to our Patreon, to. Um, our merch store, it's all things in between. So um, definitely right now, um, just, you know, just reviewed Blue Beetle was great. I'm a Latina. Oh, cool. I'm also from the same town where the comic's based out of. So oh, cool. um, got to fun. It was a really, really great to review that movie. Um, also going through the Chronicle of Narnia series for the first time. I've never read any of them. So oh, going nice. through it on the pod. Yeah. So we're currently in the Magician's Nephew. So that's coming up and that's going to be happening, especially with the writer's strike. You don't know what kind of content's coming out. So mm-hmm. we're going to be reviewing a lot of the Chronicles of Narnia series, um, especially in the next year. But yeah, God also got um, really cool guests coming on from uh, Bible X, who are actually is a video game developer for um, a, an actual open world uh, gameplay as if you can travel into ancient Israel. So I uh, got to interview them. Cool. Uh, it's super exciting. So a lot of a lot of fun interviews of different even um, people that I've never met before or mm-hmm. uh, maybe we've never heard of before. So get to get to review them and or interview them on the pod. So 
lot of different things on over there happening. So what's the, what's the main thing that you is covering like geek culture, the thing you do on nerds and everything that has to do with that's nerd related and Mm -hmm. through just a Christian perspective. And it's just clean and especially with, um, you know, any reviews that happens, you know, stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we talk D and D, we talk cosplay, we talk cons, we talk, and gaming and all the things in between. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, very cool. Thank you so much for taking time to come on the show, Mary. Also, Jacob and Drew, awesome to have you back. And thank you so much to my awesome friend, Paul, for another fun voyage. And all of you who were listening, awesome to be on this uh, movie time traveling uh, travels. Dig it with you. <laughs> we'll go with that. Shenanigans? Mm-hmm. Shenanigans, yes, yes. Exactly. Is this exactly. time Ivy travel shenanigans? Exactly. Sure. With whales. Ivy, <laughs> Ivy colon time travel shenanigans. <laughs> That's right. Yes. yes. All right. And uh, oh, you're welcome, Francisco. And I am pauljpowers.com. You can find me at pauljpowers.com. Oh, I never would have guessed. And you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. As the that floating voice just said, we are now part of Culturebox Media Network. Find all shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery and nerdery at culturebox.media. Thank you so much, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all later for I'm not sure. I, I think we're gonna try to get back to 1983 now. So we'll we'll see if that happens. Um, or if we end up somewhere else in the movie space-time continuum. But we'll be sure to catch you next time and find out where we're going in our ship's logs. But we'll but check it all out on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Rewinders of the Lost Spot mission complete. Review audio ship's logs for more details. Salute. Take us home. Trust is functional.